Hey everyone, I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Writers at RVFTA.com. And the authors of The Idiot's Guide to RV Vacations. About 10 years ago, we had a couple of babies and a marriage that was on the rocks. So we bought an RV and we started camping. The rest, as they say, is history. Join us as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We'll also keep you dialed in to the latest RV innovations from people in the know. So pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. Today's episode, we've been talking about doing this episode with Casita Dean May for like two years. So Casita Dean May is a big uh, lover of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers campgrounds. And a couple years ago, we started talking about doing an episode where we just broke down this whole system and Mm -hmm. gave everybody all the information they needed to camp at these awesome campgrounds. And this is going to be almost like a mini audio book that tells you everything you need to know. To, to find a great Army Corps of Engineers right. campground. So the thing is that um, the people that have discovered these kinds of campgrounds, the COE, like everybody's like, oh my gosh, I love these. These are my favorite. And we've reviewed these on our podcast for years. Like Carrie, one of Carrie Cox's earliest campground reviews was an Army COE campground down there, I think in Missouri. But whenever we bring them up, people are like, what are those? I don't know about these because usually you might search for state parks, right? If you're looking for public campgrounds or something like that. So we thought it'd be really good just to kind of open people's eyes to an entire world of campgrounds out there. Casita Dean May is going to give us some fun facts about the history of the Army Corps of Engineers. He's going to break down how to search for these campgrounds and how to find a great one near you to have an awesome camping experience. But before we dive into that content, we need to thank our sponsors. A big thank you to Thetford. They've been making RV travel a more enjoyable experience for over 50 years. Visit Thetford.com to learn more about their products. And also a big thank you to our friends at Jayco. Jayco has helped generation after generation create family memories since 1968. Offering travel trailers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, Class C and Class A motorhomes, it's easy to find the perfect Jayco for your family. With an industry-leading two-year limited warranty, beautiful design, and innovative safety features, you can be confident in your Jayco. Visit your local Jayco dealer or Jayco.com for more information. Jayco, Generations of Family Fun. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the show, show. Casita Dean May. Uh, it is good to be here. Hey, you did your research for us, right? We always know how when to go to the college professor. Well, uh, this, is a, this is another one of those just fascinating subjects, I think, on how you end up having the, the Army designing campgrounds. Yeah, I really am looking forward to hearing the details on this. Okay, so this is the United States Army Corps of Engineers. And how did they get into the camping business? Okay, so first thing I want to do is just quickly just read the mission of the Corps of Engineers. And uh, the mission of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers is to deliver vital public and military engineering services, partnering in peace and war to strengthen our nation's security, energize the economy, and reduce the risk from disasters. So it doesn't really have camping mentioned in there, but <laughs> but we can, we can work our way there. But maybe before uh, we get to the campgrounds, I just – that is such – such a huge organization and such an interesting organization that I have uh, my top 10 facts of uh, the U.S. Army, uh, Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah, tell uh, us. All right, get this. First fact here, more than 240 years ago, 
Congress established the, con- uh, the Continental Army with a provision for a chief engineer. This was on June 16th, 1775. So this goes back, this goes back to the beginning of our country here. Uh, a little later, the Army established an official corps of uh, engineers as a separate and permanent branch. That was in March of 1802. And the engineers were given the responsibility for founding and operating uh, the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, which again, I had no idea. No, uh, that yeah. Fact. So, so you have, we have the different, you know, the different branches of our military, but then within the army, this is like a separate branch of that that well, operates so under foresight for yeah. such a young nation. I know to, to say, hey, we better yes. put some engineers I, we, in we, there. Yeah, we need some engineers here to get working on things in our brand new country. Fascinating. So now, fun fact number three blew me away. Never would have right. guessed. Yes, that the Corps of uh, Engineers is the number one federal provider of outdoor recreation in the United States. Incre- so. Incredible. Incredible. I know. Yeah. That's amazing. So outdoor recreation, what kinds of things fall under that category, I wonder? So it's all of those. Well, it's, it's the campgrounds, fishing, but right. it's the parks, it's the places to mm-hmm. fish, it's the waterways for kayaking. I'm I'm almost assuming it's like a square footage kind of thing. Right, right, right. In terms right. of just how much land they have public outdoor recreation on, right, Dean? Yes, I got a, uh, a few numbers on that. So uh, the Corps is the nation's uh, – and basically our environmental engineer. The Corps owns and operates more than 600 dams, maintains 926 coastal Great Lakes and inland harbors. And then also – this is just amazing to think about this – that it operates and maintains 12,000 miles of commercial inland navigation channels. Uh, And then another interesting number here is that they dredge more than 200 million cubic yards of construction and maintenance dredge annually. Well, see, yeah, we uh, we connect with that, like because all growing up on the Jersey Shore, our basic interaction with the Army Corps of Engineers our entire life has been them trying to maintain the Jersey Shore area and dredging and and bringing yeah beaches. So in my mind, that's what they're connected to, and I never really thought of them (laughs) doing all these other things as well. Well, because we don't have one of their campgrounds right by us that we. Yeah. can think of here right, right so right. What, what other fun facts do we have and all this is going to oh, lead up to their whole campground thing but we'll get there soon right just a couple of others and i just think of the u.s army corps of engineers as being a united states-based organization but actually the corps has a presence in uh a hundred countries uh, on the planet. So it goes all, it, it basically is global in terms of its impact. And I guess the other thing is just the, the kind of a concluding fun fact is that it researches and develops technologies to protect our environment, and to enhance our quality of life. So, uh, and which, you know, basically brings us into their campgrounds. I just think that this is this quiet force behind the scenes of American, like, recreation and outdoor experience that none of us are really think, understanding uh, is there. A little bit later in the show, Dean's going to mention a couple resources and one or two books. And, and I've seen those books. I think there really needs to be one great resource, one great book that researches the history, the fun facts, the campgrounds. And I think I know the man yeah, that can write go. that book. Yeah, 
It's his retirement project <laughs> next coming sabbatical. up. <laughs> all right, so before we dive into the juicy part for our listeners, all about the campgrounds, how to find them, how to navigate them, how to make reservations, all that stuff, a big thank you to our friends at Thetford. Thetford is the industry expert and innovation leader, and they have made RV travel a more pleasant experience and less smelly experience for over 50 years. The simple truth is that using products that have been researched and formulated specifically for RVs really does matter. We have only personally used Thetford Tank products since we bought our very first pop-up camper about uh, 10 years ago, and they gave us some free samples, and we've just kind of continued. They lure you in <laughs> they with those, did those free, free samples. samples. Let me tell you something, it worked, because we were like, okay, this works, and we just now kept when, using now them. Now when you buy the Titan Sewer Hose kit, they put in that sneaky free Aquacam free, sample. free samples, right? So we have used them religiously, and we really avoid a lot of the tank drama that we see other people dealing with online. A simple Aquacam toss-in combined with a gallon of water after we've dumped our tanks keeps all of our tanks from smelling, keeps our RV nice and fresh. Uh, they also have gray tank cleaners. Gray, gray water is a big, um, it's a villain. It shocks people. It, people how understand smelly it how smelly gray water is, people right? Like, my gray tank smells <laughs> worse than my black tank. They think it's their black tank, tank, but it's not. All right, so the gray tank cleaners, freshwater tank sanitizers, and then, of course, the good old tank blaster to keep those level gauges in operating condition. You can see a complete lineup of products at Thetford. Dot com or just in our RV, our garage. <laughs> you oh can see gosh. it completely. It's, like it's like a Thetford storage center in our garage. <laughs> Dean, right. let's dive in. All right, so tell us what we need to know about the Army Corps of Engineers campgrounds. And do people actually use the uh, the, the acronym ACE? Or did you just yeah. invent that? No, no, the people use ACE, but I think that maybe for Army Corps of Engineers, but I think you're also likely to see COE for, yeah. you know, that's what I'm more familiar with. Yeah. yeah. The COE right. campgrounds. So, so yes. what do we need to know? Well, kind of one of the first things in terms of these campgrounds is, you know, we just mentioned, you know, that the Corps maintains 600 dams and 926 harbors and 12,000 miles of, uh, of, of shoreline. So as a result of that, you know, these campgrounds are on, on the water, whether it's a river or a lake that's created from a dam. So you're definitely going to have water centric activities at these campgrounds, whether it's boating, skiing, canoeing, kayaking, swimming, fishing, those are the, the activities that are going to be prominent at those campgrounds. Uh, and now when you think about the core, the core has all these recreation areas associated with these projects. There's like 4,300 recreation areas. We're talking about 450 different lakes. And at those different lakes, uh, you're not going to have campgrounds at all of the lakes, but you can also have multiple campgrounds on some of the larger lakes. So, you know, we're looking at about 450 campgrounds. And again, the Corps of Engineer, biggest outdoor recreation provider in uh, the United States. 450 campgrounds blew me away. I would have guessed there was one to 200. That is nearly the size of the of, of the KOA franchise system. The KOA franchise system, I think, just has about yeah. 500 right now. So they are offering almost as many campgrounds as KOA is. It's a, this is a huge system. I, I'm just now, so but impressed. see now it comes together for me. I understand now. So they're operating all of these waterways, as as Dee was saying, and so they have these huge areas surrounding the water. And then it was like, well, let's use it and let's build campgrounds to help people enjoy the record. 
recreational activities. So like the logic of it kind of comes together. There, there are some heroic figures here yeah, in the COE past <laughs> who just decided, you know, let's do a whole, you know, massive thing with campgrounds, you know. I just... So how do we like work our way into finding these great campgrounds, Dean? Okay, well, a couple of things. I just wanted to mention that there are a couple of books. If you just want to go old school and just get a hard copy book to uh, that lists all the different Corps of Engineer uh, campgrounds, you have the, the Right Guide to Camping with the Corps of Engineers, and then there's another book that's called the RV Camping in the Corps of Engineer Park. So those are a couple of sources. I think both of those books you can buy the newest editions for maybe fifteen to twenty dollars. Uh, so that's not a bad way to go. But, of course, you've got uh, websites that you can go to. And we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about the Core Lakes Gateway website. But ultimately, you're going to be doing your searching through that gateway, which will then, when you're ready to reserve your site and you click on reserve, it's going to take you to recreation.gov. And again, recreation.gov is the governmental website for reserving all different types of campgrounds, not just core campgrounds, but also like maybe national forest service campgrounds and those types of things. So really what you got here, uh, the best way if you want to uh, look for a Corps of Engineer campground is to go to the website. And again, the name of the website is Corps Lakes Gateway. And we'll link to that over at the RVAtlas.com because I do think that people have a difficult time navigating this system and figure out how to, right? It's just like about research. It's like, how do you find out? And then like, once they get there, Dean, what can they do to help narrow down their options and find a good place to camp? Okay. And, and I'm, I'm going to admit here, this is not the prettiest website in oh, the world. Oh, they never are. Uh, oh. Our listeners it, know that, I think. <laughs> so it kind of looks that whoever designed the website that they use like an Atari 2600 or maybe a Sega oh or something God. like that. Uh, so in so, other words, they stuck with like the, the, the engineers 64. and they didn't yeah, go. There you go. There you it go. probably just so hasn't has... been updated in, tw- in 30 years or K- something. It's not KOA's website. No. Let's put it that way. It is not KOA. Website, but still, it's a. I still, it's kind of one of those things. It's loaded with information, so you can go to that website, and then you can immediately you can search by state. You can even of the 450 lakes. If there's a particular lake you want to go to, you can search by lake. You can search by activity, and then uh, well, so and I thought what I'd do is just give an example or two of here's what I could do if like if Laura and I want to do a camping trip here in Kentucky. So what I would end up doing is I searched by state, and then I found that inside of Kentucky, the Corps of Engineers maintain 16 lakes that have camping that's involved. Uh, so then once I got there, I thought, okay, let me ch- check out Lake Barkley because Lake Barkley is you know, part of one of the two lakes that make up uh, land between the lakes. It's one of the larger uh, lakes in Kentucky. And then once I went to Lake Barkley, I found that there are nine campgrounds with reservable sites. Now, there's a handful of other ones, but those are probably rather rugged or primitive campsites that I have no idea how you would even go. I guess you just show up and try to grab a site. But but there are nine main campgrounds with reservable sites on Lake Barkley that are maintained by the Corps. And then once you get to that point, you can go and look at a grid for the different campgrounds and you can figure out which ones have showers and boat ramps and a marina or fishing facilities, picnic facilities, playgrounds, swimming areas, trails, and some of them will even have uh, maybe some other lodging options. Uh, 
So, so that's nice. So you can see exactly what you're getting into before you make your reservation. And you can also determine whether or not the site, does it have electric and water? Are there pull through campsites, maybe options for group camping and also, uh, whether there's a dump station or not. And just your, and I know you're going to talk about ones where you've camped, just generally speaking, do most of them seem to have hookups, like at least electric and water? Are there a lot of dry camping sites or is it really just pretty random no i would say to tell the truth most of them again i think these this is the result of engineers planning these out uh most of them have electric and water now you may the sewer is a uh, is a different uh well because you're by uh, the water topic right right but we still we go to when we go to gunter hill in montgomery alabama and we we go for those full hookup sites so you can still get those too but you're you're more likely at the core of engineer parks I think it, you can easily rely on getting electric and water. That is amazing. I love it. I just want to go and I want to dig into that well, but prepare, tool. Like except, now, I want to look right, I and I feel like, like New York, New I want Jersey. our listeners to do that. Like I want our listeners to go into this website and kind of like find these hidden gems, maybe that they didn't know about for places they're going. Because I will be honest, it is really difficult. These aren't the campgrounds that you see people raving about. I feel like they're like this hidden treasure. And well, that if you're driving right now and listening to the podcast, we'll put that link in the show notes at the rvatlas.com. I would love, like Stephanie said, for some of our listeners to just plug in your state and see what surprises you find and then if you could drop a message on the rv atlas group on facebook or email us with your findings i would just love to hear what everybody finds in their own backyard and also the prices are so low dean which is the, that's the awesome right. thing you're talking about sites with electric and water at very reasonable prices right so at lake lake barkley for example you can get a campsite for 12 to 45 dollars a night and then i went ahead and i also searched for barren river lake because that's the lake that's closest to laura and i we've camped over at bailey's point before it's only 30 35 miles from here on barren river lake they have three reservable sites and you can reserve a site for 17 to 50 dollars a night and then i went ahead and just in terms of cost i man i mentioned uh uh, I'm looking at Alabama uh, River Lakes here because we go camping down at uh, Gunter Hill. And for the Alabama River Lakes, you've got seven Corps of Engineer Lakes in Alabama. Gunter Hill is one of six campgrounds just on the Alabama River. And you can reserve sites there for 18 to $26 a night with the $26 getting, getting you full hookups. So where it mentions 45 to $50 a night, I'll have to be honest with you, as much camping as we've done at Corps of Engineer Parks, I literally, our prices are typically 16 to $33 a night for electric and water. And sometimes that even includes uh, sewer. So this might be one of the best values in American camping, I know. Well, because too. to waterfront, right? Like when you think about waterfront camping and how expensive it is at a lot of public, I mean, private campgrounds, and then also how tricky it is to get waterfront sites at a lot of our state parks and everything, like this might be the place where people can really enjoy that waterfront camping more. Now, we're also going to link to the books that Dean has recommended. So if you want that hard copy to like dive in and to learn more about it. But Dean, you can use your America, the beautiful national parks pass here at these campgrounds 
Uh, yes, and this this is really now. I think none of us uh, look forward to growing older, but I camp with enough uh, folks at egg camper rallies and stuff like that that are retired, and they just grin when we're at a Corps of Engineer park because you can get the America, the beautiful, the national parks and federal recreation senior pass, and if you are sixty two or older, you get a fifty percent discount on camping, and it only costs you eighty dollars for a lifetime pass. So we're camping with friends at places they're spending eight dollars a night to camp makes you feel better about hitting that 62 (laughs) year old age point (laughs) now there's some other deals too right Oh, right. And, and a, lot, a lot of times when you go to these parks, there may be, there could be a, a daily pass if you're not camping. So a non-camping day pass would usually run you about $5 a day. But you can also spend $40 for an annual pass, and that will get you day-use access to any of these lakes that the Corps uh, maintains. All right, Dean, what COE campgrounds have you guys camped at? Okay, we Laura and I have camped at four uh, some of these multiple times. Well, at particularly Gunter Hill, but Bailey's Point. I listed Bailey's Point because that's the one that's closest to us. It's about thirty thirty five miles away. It's on Barren River Lake here in uh, Kentucky. We've also camped at Wax Campground, which is on Nolan Lake, which is just north of Mammoth Cave uh, here in Kentucky. Uh, and then we have uh, Gunter Hill, which is where the uh, uh, green eggs and ham rally is held. So that's down on the Alabama River just outside of Montgomery. And then this past summer, we had a, 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 a an egg camper gathering at uh, Cheatham Dam and Lock A. And that's on the Tennessee River uh, in between uh, Nashville and Clarksville, Tennessee. Did, do any of them have like camp stores with supplies or is it like a really sparse kind of check-in situation? It... Let me see. I'm thinking it's pretty, to be honest, pretty sparse. Uh, Jeremy can't buy his T-shirt. So bring bring your own camp store ice cream. (laughs) Bring your own mustard. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to think a little bit. I think, no, I tell you what. But the nice thing is, is, uh, you know, some of these, uh, again, Laura and I tend to, we tend to camp at places where we also have access to places to go, you know, do sightseeing and restaurants and that types of stuff. So even like Gunter Hill, you go outside of the campground and a half a mile down the road is a Dollar General store. So the Dollar General store is literally the campground store. All right. I am so excited because I'm I think that this is going to generate a lot of discussion, even in our social community, like in our private Facebook group, the RV Atlas over on Facebook. Like, I I feel like I'm excited to hear about everybody's favorite COE campgrounds and excited. If they're willing to share them. I bet you some people people. out there are like, I'm not telling anybody about mine. That's fine. But if you're willing to share the love, if you're willing to share the camping love and you're in our RV Atlas group, um, post and tell us about your favorite spot. I'd love to hear well, about thank it. you, Dean, for diving into this world. We're really looking forward to exploring it more in our own adventures. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at the campground. We'll see you at the I campground. look forward to it. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. And a big thanks to the sponsors of this show, Jayco, Bass Pro Cabela's, Thetford, Go Power, and Go RVing. We appreciate their support in creating educational and inspirational RV content.
You can also find links to everything mentioned in this episode over at rvfta.com, plus hundreds of blog posts on everything from gear recommendations to our favorite camping recipes. If you enjoy our show, please leave us a review wherever you listen and make sure to get social with us on Facebook at The RV Atlas and on Instagram at Jeremy and Stephanie. Plus, we've got the friendliest campers around in our private Facebook group. So check it out. Until next time, I'm Jeremy. And I'm Stephanie. And we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground. Thank you.